I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Round two felt slightly more normal than it did last time around. Last time I was here with you guys, we were lamenting a pretty horrible week to start off Supercoach 2022, but this year, or this week in any case, it started a little bit better than last. Big game, Storm and Bunnies, wasn't that an absolute cracker? Finished with another good one. Dogs and Broncos put on a show for Sunday afternoon viewers. So handy enough results on the NRL front uh, that led to some pretty decent Supercoach scores. Nothing crazy, I think. The days of the 1,500-plus Averages across the board for the week are a thing of the past, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's an early doors sort of thing, and I'm jumping the gun too early, but I look, it looks like everyone's right. The penalties creeping back into the game are slowing things down. Some of the bigger teams are not quite where we expected them to be. Tommy Turbo, looking at you, buddy. So round two was a very interesting one. Uh, 987 I ended up pre the last couple of games updating, which has actually won me all seven out of ten Head-to-head leagues, the three we're not playing at the moment, but uh, seven out of seven, which is a pretty handy result. I'll take that unless updates are cruel to me tomorrow. But uh, on the whole, 987, didn't think it was a uh, huge score by any means. And looking around, I think 1,000-plus is where you wanted to land this week. I think that'll push you up pretty uh, highly on the ladder there. A lot of still low scores floating around. Some of the better players in the game, uh, Wilfred and, and Wenham, they're still looking at 850s, 900s. It's a uh, low-scoring round for them, but it is a long season, so won't be cheering too early. Lakey will be, though, 10.62 for him. Uh, look forward to having him on the Tuesday pod. His nights are 2-0, 10.62. That's a huge uh, in, bit of inroad early on in the season, and last week it was a pretty shocking one for him, so I'm sure he'll be glad to be back on the train there, but looking forward to hearing from him. Won't that be a fun one? Uh, so, yeah, 9.87, happy with that. We'll take, hopefully, the 1,000-point upgrades can uh, can get me there tomorrow but we'll see i'm happy with that so far um on the end cowboys of course getting a win but we won't talk too heavily on that um go through let's go rocker flopper shocker of the week starting at the top there rocker of the week can't go past harry grant 92 points in his return to the game um looked like he had no time out at all so harry grant is so important to that storm side they lose brandon smith and then they can bring in harry grant it's a pretty remarkable setup that they've got there 92 points, two try assists. Uh, he did also goal kick, but not very well. So unfortunately, over two or over three, I think it was. Not a good, uh, not a good outing with him on the kicking side of things. But Harry Grant, ten runs from a hooker. It's um, a pretty insane stat when you consider the likes of Damien Cook in that very game uh, ran well below that. And other hookers around the traps these days just seem to be you know shoveling the ball on. But Harry Grant gets in the thick of things. He's always in the tackle count. 
uh, gets those that 10 runs, like something's going to happen off the back of each and every one of them. So 92 points. Didn't we miss him last week? Great to have him back. Uh, undoubtedly the rocker of the week. Flopper of the week, on the other hand. Yeah, I don't think any surprises with this one here. Tommy Turbo, 39 points and a hugely disappointing one for owners who obviously paid the big 1.2 mil price tag. There was a lot of uh, conjecture about how much is right for the start of the year. Is that uh, too much to pay? And it ultimately has turned out to be that that way. A couple of tough games for Manly. And ultimately, it's been a uh, some good defensive units, I think, coming up against Turbo, um, putting men on him pretty early, trapping him. No, there's no offloads. There's no busts. There's nothing really outside of that one play last week with Bullymore's try. There's not really been anything off the back of Turbo, which is a strange sight given last year he was so heavily involved. It's almost like every five minutes he was doing something. But uh, unfortunately not to be for Turbo owners, 39 points. That's a horrible score. It's going to see him, uh, his break-even skyrocket to around, I think, the 300 mark. Um, on the interim count, we'll know a bit more tomorrow, but once all those scores are finalized. But that is a huge free fall set to come his way. He does have the dogs, but... The Bulldogs aren't the team of 2021, so maybe they aren't the write-off that we all thought they were. A couple of um, decent defensive outings against the Cows and today the Broncos for them despite the loss. But I think um, Turbo, GZ will need to pull something out of the fire next week. And it's a really big call, one of the biggest ones I've seen in the game. Do you shovel on uh, or shove off Turbo from your team just before that price fall and get him back in when he's cheaper? But, uh, you know, if you don't sell him out, you haven't recorded a loss. It's an unrecognized loss, so... Uh, if you're just willing to ride out the price fall and ignore it and get the points that will eventually come because he's a great player, and we, there's no doubting that, uh, yeah, it's what do you do there. But if you never trade him out and you never lose the cash, so there you go. Have a have a good hard think, those that stuck with him. These are the rounds coming up that you got him in for. So will you show the faith? It's going to be a very, very interesting week for you. And a shocker of the week. Oh, did you see that? This one's the one from left field, which player just uh, had a random score skyrocket up. And this week it goes to none other than Nat Butcher for the Chooks in that very game. So 114 from him, two tries, a benchy forward getting a couple of meaties that, um, yeah, you're going to see potentially a few trade-ins when people see that negative break even. But uh, he is a benchy. He is a great player. Nat Butcher, when he gets a starting shot, has been very profitable in the past for Supercoach. But this year his role is off the bench. A couple of tries here, uh, really Good lines he was running too. It was a, a pretty handy game from him. But Nat Butcher, out of nowhere, what a what a uh, huge score for a bench forward. And finally, the trade foul of the week. Yeah, I won't play that one, whole one again, that sound bite there. But trade foul of the week, always love this one now that uh, Supercoach Gold has kicked in for round two. And you can see who's moving in and out of people's sides. This week it was Cam Munster being traded out for the likes of Kieran Foran and Billy Walters. There was about one or two trades uh, that have been uh, for those guys there, which was a very interesting read. Uh, Cam Munster, you've bought him in for round one, then trading him out the week he comes back. It's a strange one. So he then kicked on and uh, went to bigger and better things, Kieran Foran and the benched Billy Walters, not so. But uh, I don't know what people are doing there. A lot of cash to spend for a round one duck egg. But there you go. Uh, injury news. Yeah, a few to get through here. Unfortunately, it's uh, crept up again. Uh, maybe we'll start with suspensions, actually, because that's a little bit quicker. Teague Wilton, one to two weeks uh, early guilty plea. Could see him out just for one week. So uh, was profiting pretty nicely from the likes of Nico Hines and Wade Graham not being in the side. But Teague Wilton, uh, not good news for 
anyone that was a prospective owner, I guess, he's not a hugely popular player in the game, but a couple of back-to-back scores, might have seen his price or ownership, I should say, skyrocket, but uh, not to be. Looks to take the early plea on that one. Moving to the injury front, a couple of the bigger ones there. So Joey Manu uh, saw, didn't see out the game on Friday night, did have a knee concern, had it iced on the side on there, so he's a 0-1 to one week. Uh, Mitch Dunn, unfortunate Cowboy season ACL um, for him. So horrible news, but um, yeah, what, what that does to the low, low rotation is an interesting one. We've got Cotter coming back and he was you know, touch and go for this week, but just to see how that shakes this side up. So Dunn playing through the middle now, does that mean Lolo goes to prop and Cotter comes on to 13 as I did suspect in the off season? It'll be a interesting TLT, fingers crossed, that Cotter's okay, but yeah, horrible news for Mitch Dunn. Connor Watson, another casualty out of that Roosters game, so could miss a week, but they expect him to play. Had a shoulder concern. Um, Coach Robinson said he could have come back, so unfortunately he was getting through a hell of a lot of uh, work and attacking stats in his brief stint on the park there. He was only on there for 40 or so minutes, having been benched, but Connor Watson, um, hopefully just a pain issue for him going forward. Callum Ponga missed a match this week with a knee concern, should be fine for round three. Nick Kotrich, uh, two to three weeks with quad um, Culloch, two to three weeks with an elbow concern, not as bad as they first thought. Lockie Fitz in today's game could be three to four weeks with the knee issue for him. And Brian Toe, the big one out of Penrith, so he's liking, likely to sit out for six to eight weeks. So has a knee uh, concern, not good news for him. He'd started the year a little bit slowly, only scored 20-odd supercoach points. So when he does come back, he's going to be very cheap and hopefully nothing structural and long-term with that knee issue. So hopefully... Uh, Brian Toto could be on a, the cheapy radar as we gear up into the bigger part of the season. That'll be, what, round 10, 11, 12? So we're getting into origin season. So Brian Toto, it's an interesting one. Maybe he only becomes a end-of-year play, but not good news for Penrith, but I'm sure their uh, never-ending depth line will have someone raring to go and replace him. All right, let's go through the game by games. Starting with probably the game of the round here, Storm and Bunnies. It looked like a uh, bit of a snooze fest early on. Storm running out to a pretty early 14-0 lead. Bunnies in the last 10 minutes put on a show. Uh, three tries, all unconverted to take it to golden point. So Latrell Mitchell had his hands all over that. Maybe we'll start with him. Won the battle with Pappenhausen this week. So both of them kicking field goals at varying points of this one. 71 points for Latrell versus 51 for Pappenhausen. I think um, ultimately didn't lift his side over the line, but... You look at that guy, and if he was in the side last week, he no, they don't lose to the Broncos, I don't think. It was a much improved effort, at least in the back of the game from the Bunnies, and bigger things to come from them. On the Storm front, 92 for Grant, as we mentioned. No real, uh, I mean, captaincy option every week. Unfortunately, this one was so early in the week. Uh, many may have gone for the VC route, but if you're looking at a captaincy option, Harry Grant looks rolled gold in that front. Paulo, Jackson Paulo, Lakey's boy, the guy that got him to 1062, uh, 81 with a try. That was pretty handy, a late one. Cam Murray played 72 minutes straight after being benched initially. So uh, as an owner, it was a little concerning to see him named on the pine, but if it's getting him on the park for an extended period and not having him benched at random points throughout the game, then maybe that's fine. Uh, let the dust settle off the early stages of that one, and then Cam Murray can come in and ball players who seem to like to play with him. So, you know, if that's... The uh, role that he's got to play, I think he'll still do it pretty handily. 70-odd 70, um, 70 points for Cam, so happy with that. 
Uh, only nine runs, though, so could bump those stats up. Would be nice. Cam Munster, first game back, as we mentioned, 74 with a try at six busts, three offloads. So, again, everything he does seems to turn to gold. Uh, likes to get involved as well. Is it running and ball playing 5-8. He's one of the best in the game, and I think he's just proved um, owners right there in terms of getting him in. Uh, you might have gotten him in early, uh, expecting him just to miss that one game as he did. So here he is, 74, bouncing straight back in. Josh King, 51. He was good for the Storm. So another guy that will be quite popular now that Brandon Smith's out uh, for another four weeks. But King, 51, in pretty good minutes. So uh, should see a nice couple of price rises before Brandon Smith comes back. But I think very solid outing from him. Joe Arrow faltered a little bit this week, just 55 points, but still pretty busy out there, 50, uh, 14 runs. So handy enough from him. Xavier Coates, a couple of solid games so far, uh, 60 points in this one, following on from 45 last week, a try and a try assist. So getting busy out there, which is good to see in his new club. Lachlan Ilias and Cody Walker on the other end of the spectrum, very disappointing yet again, 17 points for both of them. Cody Walker is obviously the more expensive and uh, highly touted super coach player. So a couple of really poor scores for him to start the season. If you backed him in, at the start of the year, maybe it's another turbo kind of thing, whether you just ignore these couple of, uh, well, are they outlier weeks and hope for bigger and better things moving forward. But Cody Walker, 17, that's uh, something's got to give there. Ilias, you can forgive. He's a rookie and a super coach cheaply, so you'll ride that one out until uh, the bunnies bounce back themselves. Jerome Hughes had a fall as well, 44 points. Still pretty good stats, so has the dropouts and um, offloads and everything like that. Like st- Things still happened out there. There are, unfortunately, a lot of chefs in this storm kitchen. So might not always get the big scores, but still 44 is a very solid return. After last week, he was rocker of the week. So there you go. Uh, Minutes-wise, minutes watch, Josh King, 63, very handy. Grant, 73, Arrow, 71. And Cookspell, Damien Cookspell for just 65 minutes. So those are a golden point altered game. So I've shaved off four minutes from their actual time on the field there, but normalizing then. Pretty good uh, minutes for those first three guys I mentioned, particularly King. So playing at starting lock there, that's exactly what you want to see. Next game was another almost comeback. So Dragons and Panthers put on a pretty good show out of Cogger there. So Billy Kickhouse tops the stats again with 87. Uh, a couple of tries, one off charge down, which was um, yeah pretty remarkable to see there. And I guess an emotional game from him. Had a visit from... Uh, his brother um, before the game, 100 NRL games for Billy. So, um, yeah, pretty touching scenes pre-game and obviously um, played with a, a lot of emotion and got the results in the end there. So a couple of meaties for Billy. So he's backed up last week's pretty good score as well. So he'll have a lot of eyes on him come TLT. Uh, did lose 16 in negative points and did only have just nine runs all game. So it's very much quality over quantity with Billy. Uh, Spencer Lenio, bit of interest here with the uh, likes of JFH, Fisher-Harris, potentially injured. I didn't mention him in the injury wrap, but he uh, did leave the game early, JFH, with uh, an issue. So maybe that means bigger things for Lenio going forward, given Leota is also out for a month. But 61 with a try, um, very good result if you are looking at him as a cheapy forward option. But his uh, full-time spot is still probably the bench. Uh, Tago, Isaac Tago, very strong again. Line break on his way to 56, so very handy. Stick him in your 17 each week, no questions. Amono, he bounced back as well, 49 uh, for the cheapie. He uh, was, yeah, I think a much improved player from last week as well. He'll settle in um, as the Dragons build into their season, but I thought he was very solid. A very good try assist as well in that second half, so good to see for Amone. 
uh, owners. There are a lot of us. Jack Bird, very disappointing, 39 points. So had a try last week and looked okay on his way to 60 or 70-odd, but fell back in a, a decent way here. So 39, if you've got him at center wing, I mean, it's not the worst result in the world, but not what you want to see from a guy playing big minutes at second row. Liam Martin, we did call him a trap in the Tuesday pod, 35 points. Uh, he was boosted by a try last week. So if you did uh, look at that, you probably needed to ignore it and focus on the base because that's what you're going to get out of Martin most weeks. And that's what you got here, 35, very disappointing. Rabalawa as well, huge drop for him, 33. Um, couldn't back up his two-try performance last, or three-try, I should say, performance last week. So um, not good news, but that's the Rabalawa roller coaster. That's a hard one to say. Zach Lomax, 50 despite a sin bin. I thought that was probably the more impressive stat coming out of that one. So missed 10 minutes, so you lose all the points as well that go along with that and still managed to get 50. So goal-kicking center, uh, pretty decent price. I thought that was a, a very strong result. Minutes-wise, JDB, DeBellin, 74, and Bird, 74. So both of them getting pretty um, good rotations. George Burgess, first game, cheapy, had a couple of interest, uh, bits of interest about him, but only 26 minutes, so pretty much what we expected. And Billy Kickow, 72 minutes, uh, did get a bump up likely because of the Toto and JFH injuries. Spencer Lenny, despite all that, did only get 32 minutes. So good score for him regardless. Roosters Manly, well, this was a pretty disappointing one. You would have thought this would have been a closer contest, but the Roosters, we did say, would bounce back. They always do. Very off game from them last week and showed none of that this time around. Teddy is most certainly back, which was good to see, and clearly won the battle with uh, his opposite number in Tommy Turbo. So um, Teddy owners can breathe easily. Turbo owners, you've got a little bit more of a concern heading into round three, but uh, eight of the top 10 scorers in this one were Chooks. So Luke Keary and Cody Walker, both very good with 63 and 59 respectively. So it was a, a couple of people trying to decide who to go between Kiri and Walker in the offseason. Most went Walker because of the goal kicking. And uh, you saw early on here that step that Walker has. It was a thing of beauty and led to their opening try. So good to see him. He looks a bit more of a confident player than he did last season. So I think bigger and better things ahead for both of those guys. I won't go through the full list of Chooks. They all did pretty well. Uh, Ethan Bullimore, on the other hand, for the... Sea Eagles, very poor, just 20 points and subbed off quite early into the game and did not return. So it didn't appear to be injury-related. So we'll have owners tearing their hair out, get the try last week, and we'll see one nice cash boost. But other than that, uh, he might just be what we expected him to be. So there you go, 20 points. Uh, Non-owners like myself can, um, again, breathe a little easier. Breathing's easy this week. Angus Crichton, 45, very disappointing effort from him. And same for Billy Smith, who got 32, and thankfully did play given the head knock he picked up last week. Ball doesn't seem to go out their way. It's uh, The quality of ball that they get is not the same as the other side of the field, so I think they're suffering from that. Um, you know, Maybe it's a week-to-week thing, and some days it'll just, depending on the opposition and the shape and things like that, They'll get a little bit more out there. But, yeah, really nothing for those two guys to work with. So all things considered, 32 from Billy Smith's not the worst and not an end-of-the-world kind of score. Uh, with a trial, so as you expect the Chooks to rack up each week, he might uh, bounce back. But just interested to see whether that's a long-term thing with both Angus and Smith. So owners will be a little bit disappointed with that, particularly for Crichton. But uh, he's a gun, so I'm sure he will be back. Uh, 12 runs he did get, so, I mean, he was still running it out there, but they weren't quality. There was nothing really on the back of them. There were no offloads or busts or anything like that, so really just a bit of a down game for him. Turbo, as you mentioned, 39 points, a very disappointing one, just two busts, which is almost an unreal stat for him. Does have the dogs this week, and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what to expect. Uh, I reckon he'll get a ton, 
but I just don't think it's going to be the huge score that everyone would have hoped having owned him at the start of the year. Olakowatu, on the other hand, very interesting, 77 with no attacking stats. So just about um, a, a very, well, the only shining light in that manly outfit. Um, DC did have a 60-odd with a late try, but um, other than that, Olakowatu did play 80 minutes. 51 last week, so uh, was tall he wouldn't even make it onto the park in round one. So the fact he's there, showing us what he can do. So I think keep an eye on this guy. Minutes watch, uh, Lindsay Collins just 26. So is easing back into the fold after uh, a pretty horrible knee injury last year. So whether that's just uh, time management, I'm not too sure, but not good news for owners. Connor Watson, as we mentioned, benched uh, to start the game and then injured. So only played 43, but did get 70-odd. So... Very handy return, early try assist for him. Matt Butcher, as we mentioned, the shocker of the week, 62. So a very handy time out there, courtesy of a couple of those injuries. And Bullymore, as we mentioned, 32. Uh, didn't get the second stint. So Andrew Davey replaced him in the first half and he didn't get back out there. So not good news for owners. Uh, horrible rotation, really. Starting second row should not be getting 32 minutes. But uh, if that's the case, going forward, you might be getting rid of him sooner rather than later. And Olaquadu, as we mentioned, 80 minutes. Great stuff. Uh, We'll take a quick break and then come back with the Saturday games. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. and into the, your Saturday at a Bucks party, actually. It was a um, uh, it's pretty pretty wrecked, actually. It's a, been a long weekend, but uh, got through it and alive and did get to see a bit of footy uh, over that time, so it was a pretty good day out. I think a lot of people in the NRL Supercoach Talk camp had big weekends, so hopefully we can all back up this week. But uh, no, Saturday was a very fun one. Titans and Warriors, great game. Uh, Warriors and Titans, both attacking weapons on their day. Daytime game, sunny Gold Coast. Uh, was conducive to some pretty good super coach points for these guys. Starting at the top, Greg Marju, 102, two line break tries, 11 busts. So I think Petahiku won last week with 10. So Marju, I think, wins this week with 11, having not checked every single stat. But um, yeah, great, great news. He's a future gun. Look at him. He's a huge weapon out on that right edge there. Benefited from a David Fafita cutout ball, which was handy for him, but barges over. Uh, defenders as you can see with 11 bus for a winger that's huge so 102 for him he's very highly priced he's a 500 odd k winger which you know isn't breaking your bank but uh yeah just not someone you'd be looking at this early on bowie firmer big bounce back for him 77 did score the opening try on the first set actually aj brimson how welcome back champion uh stepped off the off the left found firmer who scored the opening try first try scorer Bets rejoice, but 77 for him, very good at your center wing. 42 in base, so that could always improve, but as an 80-minute second rower, uh, if that's his floor, then that's very handy to have in your actual center wing for Supercoach. 
Reese Walsh and AJ Brimson, as we mentioned, 71 for Brimo and 76 for Reese Walsh. So good to see him back for the Warriors. Uh, they are 0 2, so they need something to spark there. And you know, it's a shame we don't see the SJ combination with Johnson being out injured for another month or so. But Reese Walsh, at least there's some quality coming back for them. And he did show that on the field on Saturday. Josh Curran, good upgrades for him, 63. Did lose about eight points in negative, so missed tackles and errors and penalties. But um, again, a whole lion-hearted effort from him, 63. Uh, did bring him in this week, so glad for that one. I think that's a, a pretty positive score in a beaten side. So hoping for better things as we move forward. Loves a daytime game. Warriors seem to play a lot of them. And uh, no, Josh Curran with the offloads and busts and things like that does tend to benefit from more tired defensive lines. So I don't know. The Warriors uh, on a daytime game get Curran in. Uh, David Fafita, 54 points. So owners are not happy about that one. He's, uh, I don't own him, and I thought he's the Latrell Mitchell of the forward rotation and just not involved enough. Look at the size of the guy, whether it's the Titans not giving it to him or him not searching for it. I don't know what. But, uh, yeah, just horror criminally almost uninvolved in this one. So did throw one cutout ball for one of those Marju tries, and that was, what, 20 of his uh, 54 points. So outside of that, his base is terrible, and owners will also hate the fact that he was benched to see the game out. So the game's still on the line. It was an interesting call. Uh, it was talk it could be cramp-related, a hot day on the sun, on the Goldie. So maybe he was just getting a breather. It is early doors in the season. But, uh, yeah, not playing 80 minutes and scoring 54 is a pretty dreadful return. Could have been uh, flopper of the week were it not for Turbo. Um, outside of that, yeah, three busts from eight runs, just not enough involvement. Ewan Atkin, 48, pretty solid again. Uh, not firmer levels of result, but again, at your center wing, that you'll absolutely take that day in, day out. And Eli Katoa crashed back a little bit with just 44. Did score a try last week off that SJ short ball, but nothing doing for him here. And Will Smith, the guy we said not to trade in, started off the bench as we expected, scored 26. So did play reasonable minutes, but uh, again, you're going to get one big price rise out of him, and then he'll fall back to doing Will Smith things. Minutes watch for this one. As we said, for feeder, 64 could be cramp-related. Katoa, 64. Curran, 73. It's a very good outing for uh, Josh Curran again. Uh, good to see he can push through. He had a five-minute break, or seven minutes in this case, in the late in the game, but then came back on. So it just needs that one little breather. But that's, again, huge minutes for Curran. The Sharkies and the Eels, uh, an interesting result here. The Sharks getting up with that late conversion from Nico Hines, who got 101 involved in everything again. He was a guy that we all thought, leaving the Storm system, coming up to the, the Sharks, who are battling with a few injuries of their own, thought it might take a while to settle in. Clearly, it hasn't. He looks a genuine gun and uh, one we should be seriously considering moving forward, goal kicking and all of that, involved in, in everything. So he just looks the marquee player that they would have paid for so so great to see for that for Cronulla uh, and great to see for Nico Hines as well would have been a, a lot of pressure for him coming into this year but 102 uh, 101 really delivering yet again Gutho bounced back with a, a 81 so he was uh, I thought underscored last week I thought he could have had a few more attacking stats uh, was involved in those sweeping plays and that kind of thing didn't get a big score but this week he did uh, 81 you'll take that and also took the goal kicking off Mitch Moses. So that definitely helped uh, him and hindered Moses, on the other hand, who only got uh, 41. Did score a try as well, Mitch Moses. So goal kicking clearly a necessity for Moses' owners. Um, Isaiah Papali, 65 strong, pretty most, pretty much mostly base in there. So still pumping out 80-minute games, and I think one of the better shows for Parramatta. But again, IPAP, he hasn't dipped too much off of last season, so not getting crazy scores like he was 
early days last season. But yeah, again, good to see Gibney is moving on to the other club that uh, it hasn't affected his game too much. Reed Mining was okay, 59 with a try. So owners were having a look at him, or prospective owners having a look at him after a, a decent score last week and um, an alternative to Harry Grant. But it just goes to show that uh, you, there's just too much of a top tier in that hooking spot and it's owned by one Harry Grant. So anyone else is just a pretender. Make sure you get Grant in ASAP if you don't already have him. Uh, Penasini looked good again, 49 points. So very good price rises to come from him. Five busts. So a handy, uh, handy runner. Uh, Nakora disappointing 37 and Fafida, Andrew Fafida, that is 27 points. Minutes watch Fafida, the aforementioned 25 off the bench. So again, uh, Mamacia versus Fafida is Lakey and my stake bet. And uh, Mamacia did score 20. We'll get into him a bit later, but Fafida with 27, I think still, uh, yeah, making sure that I'm going to be eating medium rare mushroom sauce in a few weeks time. But thank you, Andrew, we'll take that. Nathan Brown, 44 points on his return. So with Matto out this week, it was going to be interesting what they did. Oregon Kafusi took the starting lock role, but Nathan Brown, 44 minutes. Just goes to show if that's the rotation that Matto's walking back into, it's again just another reason to flick him if you haven't already done so. And Isaiah Papali, as we mentioned, 80 minutes. So great effort from him. Cows and Raiders, what a win by the mighty Cowboys. There you go. Yeehaw. One and one for the season. Uh, Raid is horrible in this one. A lot of dropped ball. They don't like coming to Townsville for whatever reason, but uh, giddy up, yeehaw. The Cowboys back. Petahiku, again, top score, 76 points with a try assist. A uh, bit of a fluky kick, but uh, we'll take it every day of the week. But Petahiku, 10 busts last week. He was top of the class for that one. And again, 76 points here, which means a lot of base, given that was just one try assist for the for the week. So uh, there you go. Definitely want to keep your eye on three offloads, one force dropout, one intercept. So yeah, ticking a lot of boxes there, which was a very interesting one. Peter Hugo was not someone that I had on my radar at all, despite being a, a Cowboys fanatic, as you may be aware. But again, like another very handy score to have in a, it's a, been an interesting start to the year. And the fact Peter Hugo is notching out these sort of scores uh, underlines that basically. But one to watch this week because he's 350k. We'll have a negative break even. So do we trust this going forward? A lot of Petahiku fans out there, particularly from his old clubs at the Warriors and, and Manly so and Penrith. So a lot of uh, a lot of guys are quite high on him, but he's never really been a super coach play. Has that changed this year? I don't think I've ever seen a Cowboys center that was valuable in this one. So yeah, it remains to be seen, but I uh, don't think I'll be bringing him in personally. Tamalolo a little bit better with 56 points this week. So again, minutes weren't huge, uh, 52 of them, 53, but uh, a little bit more involved. And in terms of the eye test, he did pass it a little bit better than he did last week. So uh, not the end of the world for owners with 56, and he looks to be building into it. So should get better next week against the Broncos. He does like playing them. Uh, still no offload from him this season. So all the talk is that He's got the offload in his game. He just needs to uh, bring it out. So hopefully we start seeing a bit more of that going forward. Jeremiah Nano, uh, really disappointing score here, 35 despite scoring a try. Courtesy of 19 negative points. So lost a lot in missed tackles, errors, penalties. So definitely hurt his return here, but 80 minutes again from him. You will take it, but a lot of people would have played him off the back of a pretty handy score last week. And yeah, to score 35 with a try will sting for, for some owners, but coach is still high on him. He is a rookie and he will get better, but I think there's a lot of faith being shown there, so hold yours. Uh, Heel and Lukey, 13, on the other hand, not good news. So uh, again, off the bench, Tom Gilbert's there. Whether something gets mixed up now with Mitch Dunout, 
I'll keep an eye on TLT news, but looking at moving Lukey on, I think that bench roll is just not helping. Did get 52-odd minutes last week and on his way to a pretty handy score, but this week the minutes were not there. So heal him. Lukey, before you lose any cash, I might be getting rid of you. Harawira Naira, he got 69, Lel, with a try and a goal. So took the goal-kicking boot off. Uh, I can't even remember who it was last week, but kicked their one goal for the match. So uh, handy four-point boost for CHN. Um, he was the top scorer for Canberra, so nothing else really doing for them. Tarpanay was pretty disappointing, 40-odd. Uh, this is one of the games we thought he might not be able to play, actually, in Queensland. But there you go. You got there in the end onto the field and didn't do too much. So uh, Hudson Young, 26. He scored a try last week that helped and played 80 minutes. But this week, uh, quite down. So disappointing result for him. If you're iron off last week's points, that's a stinger. Minutes watch, Tao Malolo, as you said, 53. Nano, 80. Lukey, just 23. CHN, 56. So again, that second row rotation just hurts him as an alternate to uh, the more highly fancied. Uh, second row options, I think you need an 80-minute second row there for that kind of price. So he can do stuff. I loved him last year. He was a great fit, but not playing 80 really hurts. So 56, despite the good score, won't be looking at him. And Young, uh, 70 minutes only this week. Did play the full 80 last week, but nothing doing there. Knights and Tigers, this is a pretty disappointing one. Who changes their tip to the Tigers a literally 30 seconds out of this Game, I did. There you go. I know absolutely nothing. 0 for 2 this afternoon. But Tigers, they were dreadful. Um, actually lost 60 points this afternoon and courtesy of a couple of dropped balls over the line. So tries that were given on field and then overturned. So absolutely stings for Supercoach and stings for you know, owners and fans alike. It's a, yeah, horrible when you they give the try. The points are awarded in the app and then they get taken away. But that is exactly what happened to Stefano Toikamanu this afternoon. Got over the line, looked 100% sure thing. A try, steamrolled him. I uh, was doing pretty quietly before that. Thought, oh, great, he's bounced back. I don't have to worry about moving him on. And then they take the try off him and he gets benched pretty much straight after. So not great in the Supercoach front. But uh, anyway, we'll move on. And the other one was Katoni Stags, who we'll get into. But Stefano, horrible outing from him, 26 points. He's a like red lights of flash, and I think I've got to move him on next week. It's a uh, pretty crucial week, actually. It's going to be a good pod, but round three, it's where you've got to make your moves, and I think he might be one of them. Not liking what I saw out there. Tyson Frizzell, on the other hand, 73. He backed up a 77 last week uh, with a pretty good score here. Uh, did score a try. He just managed to hang on to a ball, chipped over the, the top by Clune, so got the ball down there, did help him to that 73, so he would have had around 55 without it. So um, still a pretty handy score for a second rower and showing a bit of consistency. So a guy is in that mid to high range price tag, but knocking out those kinds of scores could be good news for prospective owners. So again, he's going to be an interesting candidate this week for a trade. Dan Gagai had a, another solid game, 65, so scored a late try, uh, looked pretty handy out there. The Knights love taking the ball down his side of the park, so... Very good news for him and, and Dom Young. So Dan Gago backed up a pretty good score last week. He's a very highly priced center wing, though, so you need to see a lot of that going forward. Jackson Hastings, 47. I thought he was okay. He did have a line break mixed in there as well. Uh, he was trying out there, and I think it's going to take a while for it to click, but at least for Supercoach, he'll take that and move on to next week. Uh, Chris Randall, 38 points, five runs. So, again, half of what Harry Grant does, but as a cheapy bench hooker, you're going to or bench for Supercoach, you're going to take that 
Uh, every day of the week, I'll take the price rises that come along there. But um, yes, hopefully a, a couple of upgrades for him. But 38 is his current score. Very disappointing. Kurt Mann, 25. Utoi Ikamanu, apologies. 26, as we mentioned. Tuolangi, 24. Let's talk about him. I thought he was very good out there again, like has the, the attacking weaponries, the offload and all of that. But then he got taken off the field. And whether it's just because he's young and, uh, you know, it's a tough stretch in the NRL to play 80 minutes, but... Yeah, not good to see him taken off. He did find, uh, who was it, uh, Gildart on the edge there with an offload and they just mucked it up. So got the arm free, somehow passed it on and uh, ended up in Gildart's hands who knocked it on, which could have been a uh, handy assist for him if he had have held it. But anyway, that's uh, not to be in 24 with a, um, yeah, a lot of promise, but it just means is he a candidate for playing him in your 17 week to week? Maybe not off the back of that, but uh, again, if he eases in and gets bigger minutes longer term, it uh, looks to be an absolute super coach weapon. So hold fire. Uh, don't worry. Move on to next week. And Gildart, as we mentioned, uh, cheapy center wing, had a good base game last week, but just 12 points in this one. Could have done handsomely if he had have just held on to that ball. But anyway, uh, that'll do. And yeah, uh, really the Tigers, they were bitterly disappointing. There's uh, a lot of talk now. Will Madge make the uh, midway point of the year? It's that point. Now we're already starting to discuss coach sackings, which, uh, yeah, classic NRL. Actually, you skipped the minutes in that one. I'll mention them quickly. Man, Kurt Man, 63. Uh, Momosia, Lakey's boy off the bench, 25. A lot uh, of improvement from last week's, I think, five or seven minutes, whatever it was. Uto Ikamanu, 39. Couldn't even get a full half out there. And Tualangi, just 52. So, yeah, mixed bag for minutes. Dogs and Broncos, the final game of the round. Well done to the Broncos. You're 2-0. Your fans are crowing. Your smiles on faces. It's going to be a uh, good week, a good round next well, Sunday afternoon. I'll be live and in action on the Suncorp Stadium turf, so can't wait for that one. Another cracker, hopefully, Cows and Broncos, but uh, they're on an absolute high. Let's tear them down. TPJ on report, classic 55 uh, from him. So he looked a little bit gassed out there. First game for the year, hamstring concern last week, so at least got him back on the park. Lakey will be sweating bullets, or Stylesy, I should say, sweating bullets on that stake bet he's got with Lakey. Uh, between TPJ and Hetherington getting suspended first, so TPJ on the charge sheet should be okay, but you never know with his record. But they don't have carry over, carryover points now, so they've actually gotten rid of those and starting from a clean slate, so it's not actually like he just needs to sneeze and get suspended. So he's actually starting like everyone else, so there you go, TPJ. Will he get or won't he get suspended? It's going to be a uh, pretty interesting watch tomorrow. Max King, 43-3 offload. So again, for the dogs, uh, that cheapy bench four that we've got. Um, pretty handy minutes. So liking what we're seeing out of him. Looks to have a pretty handy game and churning out some nice price rises. So it's interesting. At one end of the spectrum, you've got Tommy Turbo, who's free-falling, and then you've got a lot of cheapies who are making good ground. So I think... Yeah, there's a lot of money to be made. And if you're a turbo owner, maybe that sways you because you've got cheapies doing what you want them to do and a lot of value coming out of that end. So if you just hang on to turbo, who knows? Maybe you can fix your side up with some of these other guys fattening out. But uh, Max King, definitely a great effort from him, 43. Payne Haas, 68, captained him. So I thought uh, off the back of 90 from him last week, I thought against the dogs, he'll get that offload away. Uh, not to be this this week. He had, a, I think, one bust. I don't think he had an offload, so... Uh, 68 from him, it's uh, pretty much his floor. So got him probably at the wrong week, but with a few upgrades would be nice uh, to get him to that 70, 75 point mark. And you'll take that 
every day of the week from your captain. Tony Staggs, as we mentioned, dropped the ball over the friggin' line. Uh, looked to be a under-the-legs tunnel ball from Adam Reynolds. Try assist, but not to be. Staggs given the try and then taken off him moments later. So 31 with a bomb try there again. He just looks an inch or two away from doing bigger things. Selwyn Cobbo, uh, not great from him either. The combination looks good. It's just going to look like it take a while to uh, to really pick up. If Katoni could put the ball down properly, that would be fantastic and great for Supercoach. But nonetheless, uh, the Bronx got the win. And, uh, yeah, they go home happy. Minutes watch, TPJ 50, so getting eased into it. King 37 and Payne Haas 61. So did have a decent stint off the park there. But 61 from a front rower, that is pretty top-end stuff. And this is the bottom end of the pod. So it's been a fun round two. I'm a little tired. I'm going to have an early night tonight. Uh, big week ahead, going to the game on Sunday, of course. So looking forward to that one there if you're out and about, let me know. But otherwise, hope you had a good week. Uh, thousand points looks to be the benchmark. Uh, it's a strange one. We're not talking about 13, 14, 1500s anymore, which is kind of nice. I missed out on a lot of those last year. So I'll take the uh, leveled out, <laughs> the leveled out scoring in this game for 2022 so far. So what to do with Turbo? That's going to be the burning topic for this week. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Turbo owners do. Should be a great one. Have a great week and catch you next time. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.